Oh, you fucking whale. Fat slob. Fuck. No, you fat as fuck and you smell like shit. That's today's episode. Interrupt your regularly scheduled program for this special report. Within uh, reason, I'm not telling people to go out and bully each other. You know, among friends, you know, like friends make fun of each other. It's just what I do anyway. Me and Dave, and pretty much everyone that we work with, yeah, and experience outside of work. Pretty much everybody who knows us, they get made fun of. It reinforces that bond. It's like and, a, unless unless I don't like them, they don't even speak to them. So if right. I make fun of you, it's because I like you. You have to say, thank you, sir. I don't even say that. I just walk away. Well, for me, um, I'm still a little bit more cordial, so that's that's my rebuttal <laughs> when I'm not vibing with someone. Hmm. Yeah, so, anyway. And then there's, like, the, uh, I say sir and ma'am. Because I don't make fun of girls, no matter what. Taboo. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's a good thing, I think, for men. Um... So I'll be like, fat as fuck, sir. You know, so it's like respectful, but it's still making fun of people. <laughs> you got to throw that, uh, that like, like, sir is like the asterisk. At yeah, the end that of it. little like the, bit of respect. The terms the and conditions and the, the fine print of it. A lot of the steads from Hunter. This is what we do at work. And so much so, like even like yesterday, we we're working and we're writing back from like the delivery and we're talking about like wrestlers and, you know. 70s and 80s and 90s and we're like making up names about being fat and shit with the wrestler names and Mm -hmm. i was like he said one i can't remember what it was but i was like okay ted diabetes (laughs) like ted dibiase (laughs) you know uh the nacho man randy fattage stuff like that uh brilliant wordsmiths over here yeah it, it really takes a lot to figure out these play on words um so, you know, even on the radio at work, like Dave works in the office, I work outside. So we have to talk to each other on the radio. And we're like, okay, this is the answer. Did you know that you're fat as fuck and you smell like shit? And he'd be like, you you too as well, sir. <laughs> yeah, with the utmost respect. I think that's, um, it's a definitely like a schoolyard mentality that just gets ingrained in us. Yeah. And I also think that from like a masculine term, you know, I think that it prepares men at least for life. Cause there's going to be some people that are making fun of you that are bullies. I don't like bullies at all. Never been one. I was kind of like venom lethal protector back in the day. You know, people would make fun of each other. That's cool. But like when some bully came along picking on somebody who couldn't defend themselves, I was totally beating that guy's ass. Uh, But I mean, like, does that when you disrespect each other in a caring fashion and environment, is that preparing you to accept and and sort of process disrespect on a hostile level in the future? Maybe. I mean, as as. As it stands today, I can definitely talk to people 
that are being disrespectful because it happens at work all the time, you know. You don't know the answer or whatever. You have to find out something's not ready, whatever the fucking case is. I can deal with it a lot more now than when I was young because I think that it's uh, made it more clear that it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? You think like we've, like we've deadened the nerves? Not like- so deadened, but like prepared you to know how to react you know like uh like muay thai training and stuff like that they like they roll pins along their shins to like deaden the nerves to brace for impact they know it's it's coming like it's still Mm. gonna hurt some but at least you know what you're expecting yeah to an extent yeah i don't really have a lot of emotion as a man uh you don't say yeah you know he knows from experience uh we didn't always get along back when he was like the boss. You know, who gets along with your boss though? You know, uh, you can always kind of tell someone's cool, even you know, and they're in a role that they don't, they have to be a certain way. So, you know, we work in a corporation um, and he has people over him just like he's over me. So, he has to make me do shit that I don't want to do. I don't like to do things that I don't yeah. want to. Shit rolls downhill. Shit rolls downhill. Um, nobody really likes their boss. I mean, my wife does, but she's super cool. Uh, but therein, like, if you're not doing what your job title is, then I, I understand it all, but I still don't like it. Uh, now, he's not my boss. We get along great. Um, me personally, as a man, I don't associate outside of work with bosses. It's just the way that I am. I don't want anybody to think that I'm doing something as a favor for the boss or that the the boss is giving me special treatment because I'm friends with them outside of work. Does that make sense? Yeah, but also you don't tell your boss he's fat as fuck and he smells like shit. I do. I absolutely do. But our boss at the time, right now, is cool enough to understand that it's a joke. You know, everything's a joke to me. At least I try to make it that way so it doesn't affect me negatively. Yeah, you've got this this buffer. This, like... Um, Comedy kind of fluids the transition. Protect ourselves with humor. Sort of. Yeah, and uh, even when people get all irate at at work, you know, I'm the one that has to deal with them outside, and I kind of, like, pawn it off on other people. (laughs) But I'm like, you know, they're stupid in the office. I don't want to tell you, man. I mean, they didn't look. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, You know, or if you don't know the answer to the question. I've never really had this happen a whole lot because I'm pretty well-versed in in the job and uh, pretty experienced, but... There's a lot of things that you don't know, so then I'm like, well, I mean, I could find out for you or try. But you know, I've had definitely had people that are irate um, to other people, not really to me so much. I think based on the way that I look, people kind of like turn around like they're going to be, and then they're like, oh, <laughs> you know, it's an ogre. Grab your torch and pitchforks. <laughs> yeah, basically, you know. Uh, I have gotten into some arguments. Um, 
people calling names and shit. And I'm like, whatever, dude. You're not going to physically do anything, so won't you shut the fuck up? I try real hard not to explode, you know, because once I get there, it's kind of hard to get back, you know. So I think that's why this is a good thing, right? It it prepares you in it. It prepares you. Like subconscious uh, buffer zone. This this um effect where you probably initially translate it on some level as like a meaningless you know thing yeah. that you've been told before, um, which is kind of weird because you look at like old uh, letters and stuff like that communication historically. And it's like, oh, my dearest friend Ashley, it has been many moons since we've sat around the fire, drank some bourbon, and discussed the nature of, you know, our lives and love. And it's like, there was a a uh, platonic, like, man-love uh, sort of um, situation um, back a, then. A bromance? Yeah, bromance in the most eloquent of, like, terms. Reminds me of that commercial where that dude's working out, that Geico. See that one? No. He's like lifting. He's all small, normal size, and he's like, "Yeah, man, call Geico, Teddy Roosevelt." And then like, then it gets the other guy, and he's like, "What are you saying to me?" And then he gets a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger, and then by the end of it, he's got all these, yeah, you know, brosive and all these like things, and then he's like a bodybuilder at the end. Right? <laughs> it's pretty funny, but. I think it's kind of a deflection to an extent. It prepares you to deflect bullshit. But it's weird that we have that as a situation in our like, present-day environment. But historically, it wasn't like that. Like, you can pull up... Oh, yeah, man. You called somebody and... a pussy back in the day, you're getting beat up. Yeah, or, or shot or whatever, excommunicated. Um, they even in, like, Viking and Roman shit, you know, and Irish, the gangs in New York, you know. Yeah. What was some of their shit? Like, are you a fiddling Ben? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is a fiddling Ben? You know? And uh, just these things, and you're, like, you're a, a Mickey, what's that? Mickey Finn? Uh, There's a Mickey Finn, you know, where you're fucking putting something in somebody's drink. <laughs> Right. Some guy that fucking went around putting shit in chicks' drinks, and now it's a Mickey fan. Oh, no. Um, but, you know, you say that kind of shit back then, and they're like, them's fighting words. Yeah, for sure. But now it's part of culture, I think. Like, you know, and you come up to somebody, at least in the 90s, you come up, hey, what's up, fag, or what's up, pussy? And nobody got mad. They just, uh, you know, we had your mama jokes. Yeah. You know, and like, you nobody really knows what the fuck your mom looks like or if she's even alive. So after my mom died, I didn't like, I didn't like it. But I, at the same time, understand that it's a joke, you know, and why I have a girl's name. I think that's a lot of deflecting. See, I've learned by being made fun of by this name that when I meet new people, they're like, oh, yeah, how you doing? What's your name? Ashley, just like the girl's name. I just shut it down right away. Yeah, address it right up front. And I spell, you know, just like the girl's name. So then they can't make fun of me because I've already made fun of myself. So I think that uh, by your friends making fun of you, it prepares you to make fun of yourself and not get upset. And does it make sense? Yeah, no, like I I have 
body issues, uh, like body image issues. And well, that's because you're fat as fuck. You smell like shit. Yeah, and I, I'm able to process that through. He's not really your fat lips. at all. Like he's in very good shape, and I'm fat as fuck. But we all still have this, <laughs> this vi- like version of ourselves and this view and um, the internal dialogue. I think when you juxtapose it with the external dialogue from like a trusted uh, source, like your friends, you kind of uh, like mitigate the effect of that, right? And so I think girls don't have that. You know, like when your girlfriend's like, "Does this dress make me look fat?" And then you're a man, you're like, fuck yeah, it does. Then they get all upset. But I, if they I, ask their girlfriend, I bet no, that's it looks great. And then they go out with something that makes their ass look huge. You know, like if you're a dude and you're like, hey man, does this thing make my ass look fat? It's, fuck yeah, it does, dude. Okay, I'm gonna change these pants. You know, I think that's just kind of the dynamic between, oh, you're so beautiful in this. No, I don't like that dress. It looks this or that it was really prolific this sort of behavior for me in the navy mm. like doing eight years and and being kind of the navy uh assailed many seas and oftentimes so many seeds <laughs> um you're isolated with yeah. like either yourself or just a few other individuals standing watch and um there's not much to do to pass the time except, except for make fun of each other. Yeah, you talk, you make fun of each other. And uh you get your nicknames and stuff like that. People start to remark on your behaviors and habits because they're seeing you over a long period of time doing the same uh, shit. I was never in the military, but like like boot camp, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I know, you know, everybody's seen like full metal jacket. Well, and they should have. They at least should have, but uh I think that's a very good story of like when a man can't like process, you know, like yeah. the fat guy in that um, private, private piles. Pile. Yeah. You know, and uh, I don't know if it's really like that. Yeah, maybe not in the Navy, but definitely it was at some point because that guy that played that role was a, a real drill sergeant. R. And, Lee Ernie. Yeah. And like yeah. the shit that he came up with, you know, he was only supposed to have a short role. And then he started saying all this shit and they're like, oh, this is gold. You know, but it's like, how tall are you? The five nine. I didn't know they could stack shit that high. You know, and like, but in that instance, Private Piles probably like obviously you see in that film he has some sort of developmental issue and like social issue going mm, on, yeah. right? So he wasn't socialized. He didn't have the same dialogue that we have. He wasn't buffered, so he probably right. took that straight to heart. Straight to heart, and I think that's the point. Is, is all these other guys, you know, they bust on each other, talk shit about each other, and uh, he probably didn't have that. And then he ended up shooting himself and the fucking drill sergeant. So I think that by your friends making fun of you, it makes you a stronger-willed person and stronger mentally to be able to handle a lot of different things, like, you know, the whole alpha, beta, omega, whatever argument you know you had a bunch of fucking can't control their emotions people running around because they don't have any friends or they don't have friends that make fun of them as men anyway i mean i don't think girls run around making fun of each other but i think it's just inherent in a dude to kind of be that way 
Yeah, Xbox Live for me was... <laughs> that shit's brutal, man. Atrocious. You got a bunch of 12-year-olds, like, blowing your head off in these games, and then they're like, yeah, motherfucker, how you like that shit? Yeah. And they're fucking 12, and you're a grown-ass man, like, getting destroyed by these 12. You're like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's kind of like, this guy's killing me. Yeah, the, the language that was used, some of the phrases should be buried in like the annals of history and never recovered <laughs> they're like <laughs> standing over your corpse kneeling on it like teabagging you in the game like yeah motherfucker how's them balls taste you know and you're like holy shit this is a kid yeah from and it was the same behavior from 12 years to 40 years old doesn't matter yeah uh um, but the level of disrespect was extreme but it's in like a game you know right. what I mean? Like, we're all having fun. Like, that's... It became part of the experience. Yeah. Well, I mean, out of the gate, right? I don't just make fun of people out of the gate. No. I have to feel the, have the feeling out process. Like, like Jeremy, for instance. Mm -hmm. When he first started, I didn't know him. And he was, like, from another state. And I wasn't even really around him that much. I just kind of did my thing. He did his thing. And we didn't really talk to each other all that much. And then... Just in the processes of making conversation, you know, I started asking questions like, you know, uh, where are you from? And he answered and I was like, you know, did you move here because of this or making conversation? And then, and then like he was like listening to like ICP one day. And I listened to ICP. So I was like, oh, shit, man, you know about these like I'm from Illinois. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, it makes sense. And then now, uh. I, you know, I call him fatty and titties, and he's not fat either. Nobody I call fat is fat. Yeah, it's the, uh, the oxymoron the, of it the complete all. opposite. Like, I don't actually call fat people fat. You know? <laughs> so, I think that's part of the humor process. It's like, nobody's actually anything that I say. So, I feel like if, if they're not actually that, they don't take offense. For the most part. You yeah, know? It's, it's like... The oxymoron, the jumbo. Yeah, shirt, I've actually had people like be like, I'm really not fat at all. What are you talking about? I'm like, it's just a joke, man. That's where we, we get a lot of our modern humor from is like defying the expectation or like flipping the script. So it's like, yeah, we're not like fat shaming or anything over here. No, for absolutely. People not. listening. So I, I think that's part of it is like we, um, we express so many pseudo hostile uh descriptions about each other it's like at the end of the day like we we accept you as you are no matter what shape or form or preference of like your lifestyle um as long as you've exhibited proper characteristics worthy of like being a friend so we're only saying these things when you're like you said like a friend or a friendly acquaintance you wouldn't say this to a random stranger you no. wouldn't say this like you're to, not just gonna walk through walmart and be like hey over there you fat <laughs> you know right it's a uh it's like an earned position right there yeah yeah you have to literally earn me to make fun of you yeah <laughs> words of affirmation <laughs> yeah basically um but i do think that it's like i don't know how it is now to be a kid you know but i know my son he goes to school and he fucking makes fun of his friends. Mm -hmm. Probably says all the same shit I say. Absolutely. 
you know, like for instance, uh, we were driving by me and just me and him. We were going by uh, like Aldi's, the the store, right? And he's like, "Hey, Dad, what's that store?" You know, and I was like, "Which one?" And he points, and I was like, "It's Aldi's." And he's like, "Oh, Aldi's nuts in your mouth," and he's like eleven, you know. And I thought it was funny. But I was like, listen, dude, don't ever say that shit to your mom. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Beat your ass. <laughs> don't say that to your mom or your sister or any other girl. You know, you can say that shit to your friends or me, but keep it there. Don't 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 just blurt these nuts out on everybody all the time. Yeah, we're in a very um weird position right now socially. There's a whole lot of change going on. And uh I think CYA is kind of the name of the game. You don't know who's gonna be offended by what. And so I wonder if we're going to swing the pendulum back. Cause I think that this, this respectful disrespect is a very modern, um, yeah. well, construct. is it? Cause I mean, I, you know, you watch like old movies at least like, uh, in the fifties and Greece and shit like that. They were making fun of each other. You know, only, you know, that one part in Greece where he's like, the only thing flying around is use the flies. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I, I'd say modern as in like, probably the last century because before uh, I think that our sense of honor, you know what I mean? Like either familial or personal honor was something that was palpable. Like it was on the table. If you yeah. popped off and said no, some shit, yeah, that right. was, that was a direct attack. So you mean like, like knights and shit like that sort of even beyond that. Like it, so you don't say, uh, or, or even shit. if you have, like you talk about the gangs in New York, right? Like, you wouldn't say that shit back in 1910 yeah, Manhattan or whatever. Or uh, even even uh, revolutionary era, you know. Like, you, sir, are fat as fuck. Yeah. No. <laughs> what the fuck you say to me? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's... Then you're uh, having, like, a duel with, like, a hand musket. I challenge you to a duel, you know. Yeah, it would be the equivalent of, like, a literal, like, glove slap. Right. You know what I mean? You're right. challenging someone's honor and integrity by saying xyz so you think that honors diminished uh i think that we've overcome honor because much like the comedian from the watchman like everything's just a joke you know like yeah i love that guy there there's so many hollow actions and words in the world that like you can't touch him you know what i mean yeah and he, he decided to make a parody of it yeah. yeah i think that's us like meme culture yeah yeah memes are fucking brutal I don't know how uh, sociologists and like anthropologists in the future are going to look back and be like, oh, they, this was like the industrial revolution, like the information revolution, like the meme revolution. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say the meme revolution. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, or aliens. What if like we all died tomorrow they, and thousands of years from now, aliens came and was like excavating shit and they found like an old phone with a bunch of memes on it. It'd be my it phone. In. It'd be my phone with 10,000 <laughs> yeah. memes on it. Dave's got like fucking 10 gigs of fucking memes. I don't care how smart they are. They're never figuring it out. <laughs> yeah, they're like, what the fuck is happening? It's so they, weird looking at... No like, wonder they all died. <laughs> so weird looking at old memes like 2017 and yeah, like yeah. seeing what was relevant then so in like the great. meme format. Um, but I wonder if we're going to experience a shift back where we start to become ultra respectful to each other we start to redevelop that that honor and integrity um i think it'll get worse before it gets better it often does like you gotta hit bottom before you bounce back to the top 
I have a general respect for everyone, right? That's what I mean. I don't like make fun of people that I don't know, but uh, I think respect is given, right? It, and, as it should be. And we trust all... is earned. An inherent so, right to respect. A lot of people today think that respect is earned. I think it's given at first. And then if you you have to maintain the, the, the respect, right? Yeah. You have to continually keep it. So I give it to you. And then it's your job to, to keep it. You know? Um, I think trust is earned. I don't ever trust anybody. Not right out of the gate. You know, respect is, is given, trust is earned, and then you have to maintain both. And if you betray either, I just don't talk to you at all. I won't even look at you. You don't exist in my world. You understand what I'm saying? That's heavy. I think it's right. You know, I, I, I think that, I mean, obviously, you know, work relationships, you have to maintain work. So I can't completely not talk to you. Unless it's about work. If you come over there asking me how I'm doing, it's not relevant to work. So if you come try to ask me questions about my personal life, it's not relevant to work, so I won't answer. I'll just stare at you. You ask me about work, I got the answer. It's this, this, or that. Short answers. Like a computer. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, for sure. I just, I don't know that it necessarily has to be that uh, polarized. Like, that works for you. I'm a pretty open book, so I'll everything's on the table for me to make fun of and well yeah and i'll still make fun of it but like you have to maintain respect and trust that's my point and what i was just saying like if you don't i don't want to make fun of you because i don't want to talk to you anymore because you're disrespectful and real disrespectful not like we're talking about good disrespect you know there's so many um circumstances like you're you're respectful to the uh checkout person at your grocery store you know you're respectful to the mailman and stuff like that mm -hmm. um so i i get that you're not gonna have like a personal life conversation with a mailman but uh i i think that it might behoove us uh to return back to uh, some measure of like honorable communication i think for now this is like a natural social defense mechanism because there's anonymity. You can blatantly disrespect so many people in an instant. Twitter wars, this yeah. Andrew Tate, Greta Thunberg thing has like the tweet funny. of the year, right? Absolute disrespect. Fucking hilarious. It's great. So good. But that's like our our defense mechanism. Like they're it's a tweet. It's a it's a hollow statement. Yeah, it doesn't you know I mean? really matter. Unless it's an actual threat against your right. life or livelihood or whatever. Um, which we do take seriously. Uh, but I think that the that CYA, that sort of uh, carte blanche respect, and I think reservation, we should probably return back to a little bit. Because right you now... You mean like we're talking about, or as a whole? As a, as a whole, I think. Because um, we are so caught up with expressing ourselves right now because we can do so, so i mean friends can still make fun of each other but as a whole we should be like more honorable or we should just be more respectful to everyone all the time i think that um you will 
uh, re like reinforce a behavior, right? And I think that a lot of my relationships personally, uh, between friends and stuff like that, haven't been as strong as I wish they were. And maybe it's because we are so dismissive of each other with this type of humor and, uh, yeah, you're fat as fuck. Mm -hmm. Um, it doesn't like stay like closer to my heart. You know what I mean? Like to really open up, to go through and to keep opening up in a way to each other that at least verbally and like the language we use is more sincere. I think you can get the intent across making fun of each other the whole time. But I think there is something to be said about some like a heartfelt letter, right? Mm -hmm. The way we communicate with each other, if it was more heartfelt, respectful, and like genuine, uh, we would probably give more importance and weight gravitas to our our relationships. Mm. Maybe I'd still have some older friends or kept better contact with them. Because right now, like the comedian, everything is just like temporary. Right. These relationships you're meeting with friends and coworkers and stuff like that. Like we don't have a lot of lifelong friends anymore. Like you've got one. Me? Yeah. I have uh at least three. Yeah, I had friends that were on my um life insurance policy when I was in the Navy. Like four of my friends were on there for fifty thousand a pop. And even those relationships I've let go to the wayside and uh a lot, lot has changed since then. Lost them, but if we had had consistent, you know, honorable or, or super respectful and heartfelt communication, it might have just like stayed in a different part of my brain and said like, "You need to really focus on this. You need to cherish this." Like they are opening up a full avenue to you to be wounded by your words, whereas now we topically wound everyone so that we're not actually hurt by it mm -hmm. so you so said, do you think like you are the one that ended or walked away from it or was it more them than you do you think no i for sure got distracted um so i mean if you were like call these people tomorrow would it be like just like it was a, like the first the last time you left or was it would it be like a bunch no of not explaining? anymore not anymore um and I, I think that we still each would have reservations about that conversation. You know what I mean? We wouldn't be as open. We wouldn't talk about our personal life like we mm. normally would have before. Um, everything's great. You, think oh, you yeah. or them would be that way? Or both? Both of us. Both of us. But I don't I think, know, man. I mean, I got friends and uh, I don't talk to them every day or anything. Like there's one or two that I probably haven't talked to in six months, eight months. Yeah, same. And if I was to call them, it would just be like the first, just like we've seen each other yesterday. I've got a few of them, but that, that core contingent, I think that I've I've pretty well enough lost. Um, I don't think I'll ever get that sort of uh, relationship back. But I think that if we... Oh, I see how it is. If we expose okay, ourselves... Dave, cool. um, we ain't friends, that's fine. And verbalize <laughs> uh, in that really respectful and like heartfelt way maybe we could you're a very handsome back. man you're very smart dave i appreciate Just want that. you to know stop stop smiling at me like that but you're also fat as fuck you smell like shit did that work yeah, i feel <laughs> i feel in balance like in tune 
Oh, shit. Continue, sir. Uh, I think now more than ever, you know, we could use some genuine relationships in the world. And I think because of the nature of comedy and our culture, how freely communication is given, uh, we really don't cherish a lot of those interactions the way we used to. Mm-hmm. And I think it's easier for us to become just super comedic and parodied and everything else uh, yeah, versus it is. opening yourself up. Um, I mean, you're a pretty open person, right? I, I think so. I'm dead inside, but I'm open. You can pull my <laughs> pull my carcass open and observe what's going on. Uh, I feel like I'm pretty pretty open book. Like I don't. It doesn't bother me to tell my whole life and experiences and um. And I mean, it does for a lot of people. There's a lot of people that that can't talk about that kind of thing without breaking down or something. But I mean, I'm. I don't know if I'm dead inside, but I'm definitely hardened to the point to where it doesn't bother me anymore. And a lot of my friends helped me get to that point. A lot of music and things like that helped me get to that point, you know? So I think that uh, it's still a good thing. I don't think it's like bad, but I do think we need to bring honor back to an extent. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, your friends are going to make fun of you. I think that's a given, and I don't think we should bring honor so far back to where, even when your friends say it, it's like, how dare you, you know? No, no, for sure. But other people, yeah, you're you're betraying my honor, you know, and like, you look at like other cultures, like Japan, they're super honorable, you know, like, when you go to the restaurant, even, it's like, if you don't finish the food, they, they take it as like they dishonored you. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a good thing. I think honor is definitely something that needs to come back, but I don't I don't know if it can here anyway. But I don't think that we should stop making fun of each other because the world's a hard place. You know, it's, and, you know, I think back to when I was like a kid and super naive. And uh, I used to get like super upset and want to fight because somebody made fun of me or somebody said something about my mom or, you know, you, you don't say that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, okay, because I've kind of been hardened to it by my friends. Yeah. And controlling your emotions is part of being a man. So if you've never been made fun of, and even if your friends like, you know, say, say we didn't really know each other and we kind of feel you out. And then I make that first joke. But you don't know how to control your emotions. It's a fight or flight response. Yeah, then you're like, what'd you say to me? Dude, it's just a joke. Well, I don't like jokes. You know, and you get all mad. Now we're not friends anymore. I don't don't think that's a good thing. That's why it's, um, you're fat as fuck, sir. Yeah. You have that little bit of respect at the end. Yeah. I just wanted you to know. I just thought you should know that you're fat as fuck. It's my (laughs) shit. Yeah, so I think that, uh, overall, it's it's a necessity, right? The, The comedic value of making fun of each other is more than just like a quick laugh right it helps culture you and cultivate your your mental toughness and openness to critique and um to the possibility of being disrespected by strangers not just your friends well it kind of gives you the 
tools that you need to walk away from it. Yeah. Without, instead of confronting it. Yeah, without blowing or, up. Or, or, you know, stay calm in it. Some guy's over there freaking out on you like, you're a fucking fat bastard. Yeah. Yeah, I am, but you're a dickhead. What'd you call me? And then he gets all mad and you're just like, I, I called you a dickhead. You're fat and you're smelling shit and you're a dickhead. And now you have control. Yeah. Yeah, you're the And he's the one. You're the one that's holding the cards and he's over there throwing all his cards on the table all over the place. You know, I feel like it gives you the tool that you need to be a man because being like a man or in that man role is something that is not easy. And emotional men are the ones that are freaking out on their women or their whoever they're with. Right. You know, and or, or fucking going and shooting up schools and shit. They can't control their emotions or they've been made fun of. And they don't know how to process it. And then they go out and do dumb shit because they can't control their emotions because maybe maybe they didn't have any friends to make fun of them or whatever. I mean, my, my dad made fun of me, you know, and it sucked. Like, it really sucked. Yeah, to have your, uh, I mean, you might not know it at the time, but like this heroic figure, this mentor figure just dismissing you and that'd be hard. Well, I mean, you know, like I used to get headaches. I still do. Um, but I was fairly young getting these migraines. And I'd be like, you know, you know, mom or dad or whoever, you know, my, my, my head hurts. And then he'd be like, well, if I had a head like that, it hurt too. And I was like, what does that mean? You know, something wrong with my head. But now I just realized that he was just being a man and cutting a joke. You know, or, or you like you would see them, him with his friends, and they're all busting on each other. You're like, God, man, there's a bunch of dickheads, man. They're all assholes. But then you get older. That first joke happens to you. And then you're like, oh, this is how it is. Then you, you know, then it comes like a competition almost of who can be funnier. And it's kind of, it's kind of still that way. Yeah, for sure it still is. Even at, you know, my age at 40, you know, I still fucking crack jokes and, like, you know, I said we were riding for, like, back from, like, Mayaka mm-hmm. yesterday and coming up with all these fucking different names. We went on to presidents even, like, you know, shut up, Burgerham Lincoln. Yeah. And he's like, fuck you, Gorge Washington. <laughs> I, that's good. You know, I think it's uh, it's a good social tool. And um, when you look at the the social dilemma right now and historically too, but like if you commit a faux pas, if you, you can easily talk yourself out of a job, out of livelihood, get canceled. Mr. Dumbass. (laughs) Yeah. You could absolutely bury yourself and cease to be able to provide for your family. Like there's someone we work with that has come very close to, uh, putting himself in that position because of his emotional response to yeah. some stimuli. And that's, that's something that they have to contend with. And I think they'd be better equipped maybe if, uh, they had some more socialization like we have. Uh, I think they'd be better equipped if they were in a different job, like a different position within the company. Yeah, maybe, but it's a stressful. I've done it. It sucks. 
I get it. It's stressful. And uh, stress coupled with, you know, your emotions and you got a family. And I understand it completely. But when you get to that point where you're about to break, you have to kind of look at your position and remove it. I did it. And I'm like way fucking happier. And like I said, me and him didn't get along before me and mm-hmm. me and Dave here. We didn't, but he was my boss, but, uh, we didn't really get along like we do now. You know, now I'm in a different position. He's in a different position in the company and he gets along with everybody better, including me. And so do I. So I feel like if you're in some kind of a stressful job and you're being pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed, anybody's going to break. I've done it. I didn't do it to the extent of this person, but like I've done it. Freaked out, punched things, punched the truck, left big dent in the door. You know, I'm like, fucking Dave, goddammit. I don't want to work till eight o'clock at night, you know? Yeah. But I seen a, a, a an opportunity to get out of it and I took it. And then the manager at the time gave it to me and I'm still in it. And you quit your job. You remember how stressful your job was. Like Dave was running the whole place by himself, no help. So he was literally like dispatching, running the counter, answering the phones all alone. And to the point where he couldn't even like go get a drink of water and like everybody's just chilling and he's trying to do this, all this cause he's just that type of a person that he wants to like help, help, help do, do, do. Yeah, give me some more. I'll make it. I'll I'll deal with it. And that's not a good thing. To the point to where like he was like puking in the parking lot because he had ulcers and shit, you know. And uh, even uh, I didn't get along with him then, but even I was like, God damn, dude, they're killing this kid, you know. So I bought him a drink, and it was like I gave him a Christmas present. Then he was homeless. He was like, Oh my god, you really care, you know? I was like, Dude, you gotta like stand up for yourself, man, you know? And then he quit like a pimp and uh, came back. Yeah. Like and now he's did. like better off than he was before. You know, it's definitely a much better opportunity I, I walked into. Um, but that being said, like I, I could suffer the abuse of that old manager because that like this sort of behavior, you know what I mean? Like I was being degraded and uh, I wasn't in a position or at least I didn't believe I was in a position to be able to quit like I did. Um, fortunately, Just took a little nudge. Yeah, like uh, in the killing joke with Joker and the Batman. Just one bad day. One bad could break day. the bat. And uh, <laughs> he literally quit so awesomely. He's, Am I fired? Well, no. Well, then I quit. Fuck you. <laughs> and wrote out. It was pretty awesome. Um, but we 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 have this tool, right? Our our relationships help. Um, Look at the big dick on Dave. <laughs> help us uh, navigate these these situations, and some of them directly relate to our livelihood. So, and I you, think we'll come back to a a form of respect because I think at some point in the future, hopefully uh, sooner rather than later, we've been so disingenuous for so long that it's made islands of a lot of us like we are now connected more than ever but 
I know personally, like I've never felt more alone, Hmm. you know, like got a hundred friends online and everyone else, but you feel so isolated sometimes. And, uh, I think that you'll find the people that give you the most shit in this environment, you know, like me and Ashley, they're the ones that contrary to what they're saying are actually going to be there when you need something, when you need to express yourself and vent, definitely uh, don't dismiss it. Hashtag truth. Like I make fun of people all the time, but like I'm the most loyal person on the fucking planet. And so much so even, like I said, we didn't get along at first, but like, uh, I was, uh, Dave works kind of across the parking lot in the office and I'm in the other building. And, um, one of the other guys was watching TikTok, and I didn't know this. Like, they were in, like, one of the rooms. And uh, I was, like, researching something for one of the topics we were talking about. And uh, he had his phone on, like, full blast so you could hear it. And in the room he was in, it, like, resonated and sounded like it was outside. And it was, like, some TikTok of some dude, like, freaking out on another dude like fuck you dave i'll beat your fucking ass right and i thought it was real i thought somebody was trying to beat up dave and i like jumped up there's like three people in there with me and i like jumped up out of the chair and ran outside like a fucking bull and was like running around looking around like where the fuck is this guy i'm gonna kill this dude trying to beat up dave you know and it was a tiktok i didn't even know it i'm like there's nobody out here and then they're all like looking at me because they all reacted like I reacted. They all like ran out like, oh, fuck, what's going on? Like something's happening. Like there's an accident. Or I'm like, what the fuck? And then it repeated on his phone because he didn't press pause. And I was like, yeah, fuck, man. That was a TikTok. I was like, I thought somebody was trying to beat up Dave, man. I was about to wreck a bitch for fucking my boy, you know? <laughs> most, this most dishonorable scoundrel protecting my honor. Yeah, man. I, I, like that's the thing, though. My friends are like my family, and I would probably die or kill someone for them, you know? You know, like Hunter, man, I've known him since third grade, and we, if anybody was to come with us, they would think we hated each other, the way we talked to each other, but, like, that's my, that's my fucking OG right there, ride or die, homeboy, you know? If you hear us talking shit across the parking lot, just know that, uh... It's coming from the heart. Yeah, it's, it's it's shit from the heart, not the ass. <laughs> and on that, uh, we'll go ahead and see you guys next Monday. Yes, and you're fat and you smell like shit. And we love you. And we love you for it. <laughs>